citizen army with the fisteries to the sky. Leading them as a mighty man with a mad rage in his eye. My name is James Conley. I didn't come here to die. What the fight for the rights of the working class? Welcome back to the Plow and Stars. Today is a special episode. It is me, your host, Dirk Katzfotter. Uh, I am alone today. I'll be talking a little bit about some of the central tenets of the Party for Reclamation and Survival, of which we are the official organ. Before we do that, however, I'd like to remind you to support the Plow and Stars. Your hosts can be found on Twitter at Dirk Katzfotter, at Red Bernard, at I'm Doc Plague, and at Pay My Rant. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. Our website is plowandstarspod.com. Our Twitter handle is at Plow and Stars. If you want to donate to us, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Plow and Stars. We have a Redbubble at www.redbubble.com backslash people backslash Plow and Stars backslash shop. And if you have questions, you can send a Twitter DM or, con- or contact us at our email at contact at Plow and Stars And of course, if you have requests for episode topics, if you want us to go over anything or talk about any reading or do any reading on the air, we would love to do that. And I'm also going to let you know that there's going to be an RAS YouTube channel coming out pretty soon in the next couple months with readings recorded so that you can do your reading and your theory, uh, not just with the Plow and Stars, but with the RAS recording library that will be recorded by some of the the hosts of Plow and Stars, but other RAS cadre members as well. So the the first thing that I want to talk about today is our points of unity at the Party for Reclamation and Survival. And in a party, a Marxist-Leninist party that practices democratic centralism, the points of unity are essentially the minimum left program. Everybody who joins the party signs on to these points of unity and agrees to them in principle. There may be people who uh, who have positions that are farther left than the points of unity, but these are our minimum left program. And were the RAS ever to join in serious coalition with another party, the points of unity of our party and the points of unity of that party would have to substantially agree. So just so you understand where we're coming from when we're talking about things on here, it's important that you know our points of unity. The points of unity of RAS begin with the first point of scientific socialism, and it has four subpoints. So scientific socialism is defined in our points of unity as our main mission being to overthrow capitalist commodity production and create communism. The party project is to change the social and underlying economic order to radically transform the nature of humankind itself. There must be a period of socialist construction to achieve communism, which is a world without the property relationships of class, race, or gender, in which people are free to thrive harmoniously with each other and with the world around them. The first point of scientific socialism is dialectical materialism. We adhere to the scientific study of motion, contradiction, and synthesis. This methodology permits us to analyze the current situation in terms of its political economy. In order to practice this science, we must also unite theory with practice. It is not an academic discipline, but is instead focused on doing and creating. The second point is revolution. Centuries of dialectical materialist thought have shown us that the only way to overthrow the current capitalist order in the imperial core is through revolution. None of us crave or glorify violence, but neither are we naive. The ruling bourgeoisie will never give up their privileges and hoarded wealth without a fight. 
The ruling bourgeoisie has used brutal violence to suppress progressive political organization throughout its history. The present moment is no exception, and our plans will account for the illegal and illegitimate use of violence against us and other revolutionaries. The third point is democratic centralism. We adhere to the strict practice of democratic centralism. By democratic, we mean the deliberative body of the party must engage in a thorough, searching, and complete investigation on every topic before coming to a decision. It must contact every organ of the party from top to bottom and solicit opinions from all members before adopting a political line. By centralism, we mean that the deliberative body of the party and that body alone has the final word on all issues. Once an issue has been fully and completely and thoroughly debated before the deliberative body, that issue shall thereafter be considered closed and decided unless a two-thirds majority of that body determine that it is ripe for re-examination. All members must abide by the decisions of the party organs. All members must immediately and thoroughly submit themselves to censure and self-criticism when a censuring organ so demands it. Only through the willing subordination of the individual ego to the party can the party properly engage in the necessary struggle to advance its line, establish discipline, and act in a fashion best fit to serve the people. And our last point of scientific socialism is anti-adventurism. While we recognize the absolute necessity of revolution, we also condemn the liberal individualist acts of adventurism that sometimes accompany that goal. The only way to bring about permanent, lasting, progressive social change is by mobilizing the masses, organizing the revolutionary vanguard, and adhering to political discipline in all matters. Our second point is anti-imperialism. We acknowledge that the primary contradiction in the modern capitalist period is imperialism in all its forms, both the imperialism of the Western capitalist nations seeking to recolonize the East and South, as well as the internal imperialist policies of the great oppressor empire of the United States. We oppose U.S. intervention in all conflicts. We never criticize nations targeted by U.S. aggression. We withhold public judgment on the merits of their internal political structures. As part of that point on imperialism, we have a, a sub-point on national self-determination. We understand that the relationship between nationality and imperialism is a complex one. Oppressor nations must be suppressed, while the oppressed nations must be granted self-determination in order to break free of imperial domination. While we are in this phase of the struggle, it is possible to ally with and even unite with the most progressive of national forces in the oppressed nations. Section two is on settler colonialism. Under imperial settler colonialism, race has developed into a property relationship between the settler nation and the oppressed nationalities it imprisons and erases. Settler colonialism is a particular type of colonialism that focuses on the eradication of native populations and the expropriation of their resources and land. In the United States, settler colonialism unites with slave imperialism to produce the property relationship of race. Not only is class racialized, but race itself presents a particular relation to property, which determines when and how such property can be violently expropriated from those living within the empire. We understand that racism is not an abstract idea, nor is it the abstract joinder of color prejudice with institutional power, as liberals would have it. 
Racism is a direct effect of imperialism. It is a property relationship that serves to objectify members of an entire population through pseudoscience, to dismember their psyches and reify them and to transform human beings into little more than disposable machinery for labor and exploitation. To that end, we firmly stand against not only this imperialist formation, but against the material relations that reproduce it. We firmly espouse a land-back regime that includes the re-establishment of native sovereignty and the establishment of the sovereignty of the oppressed, subjugated nations within the United States. Such a regime would incorporate absolute veto power and consultation over all land use to reside in such communities, as well as guaranteed political representation. The third point under anti-imperialism is the mass line. It is our duty to unite with the most progressive elements of the proletariat, to educate the middle elements, and to isolate the regressive elements. We must understand what the masses need, the current development of their class consciousness, and form a comprehensive plan to engage that consciousness. We must avoid the error of commandism. We must stand at the head of the masses by uniting with their most progressive elements. We cannot demand that the masses catch up with us. We must avoid the twin error of tailism. We cannot flag behind the masses and propose a regressive program. Our third overall point is material feminism. We aim to overthrow the material conditions and to extinguish the hierarchical property relationships within gender. We are explicitly feminist and embrace all people that have been traditionally oppressed by the Western chauvinist gender structure, cis and trans women, trans men, and non-binary people. Under capitalism, sex work and reproductive labor are part of the same system that extracts labor from oppressed genders. We stand for the decriminalization of sex workers and an end to coerced reproductive labor. And lastly, our fourth overall point is eco-socialism. Capitalism is insatiable. It deliberately consumes resources at an exponentially increasing pace, even when its production is neither socially desirable or necessary. This extractive mania has already wrought havoc across the planet and threatens to destroy the world's ecosystems. In order to avoid an ecological catastrophe of geologic proportions, we adhere to a strict program of rethinking industry from the ground up, decreasing first world computing machinery, and engaging in a global effort to repair the damage done by imperialism and colonialism through ongoing material reparations to the third world and the global south. Under this heading, we have uh, points 4A, anti-individualism, and point 4B, the creation of an eco-socialist future. No person exists independently of other people, and this interdependence must form the basis of a socialist ethic. We categorically reject subjective individualism as a basis for analysis, for thought, and for morality. Neither does any person exist independently of nature. Human interests cannot be meaningfully disconnected from the interests of the world. To do so inevitably leads to the exploitation of our ecosystem in unsustainable ways. We work to develop a theoretical foundation from which to rethink human participation in the ecosystem, which does not rely on the distinction between humankind and its environment. We are not as a party vegetarian or vegan, and we do not promote the needs of non-human components of the ecosystem over human ones. We aim to liberate ourselves not only from the constraints of class society, but from the ecological crisis of our age, and to create a world where all can grow and thrive. Now, in addition to that, we have promulgated demands. 
demands that our party has of the illegal settler empire. These fall under seven broad points. The first demand is the total abolition of the U.S. Imperial Armed Forces and redirection of the assets used to support U.S. empire directly to the benefit of the oppressed nations. This demand has the following subsections. The withdrawal of all U.S. imperial troops on foreign soil, effective immediately. Dismantling of the U.S. nuclear arsenal. Withdrawal from NATO. Suspension of all foreign aid to Israel. Suspension of all foreign aid to Saudi Arabia. Immediate end to all sanctions and economic blockades of any type toward any other nation. Our second demand is a people's lockdown. We demand a mask mandate, permanent institutionalized unemployment assistance and COVID relief, closure of all businesses that do not produce or distribute food, medicine, or other truly essential services, a push for the nationalization of all essential services under the guidance of citizens' control boards, release of all incarcerated prisoners, cessation of all arrests for nonviolent crimes, state care for elderly residents during the lockdown, and a total rent suspension to lead to abolishment of rent as a matter of law. Our third demand is the total abolition of the U.S. Imperial Police Force. Stage one is pressure to cut police budgets and install civilian oversight committees, redistribution of budget excesses to assistance programs, education, and infrastructure services. Stage two is pressure to lay off police officers, reduce possession of militarized equipment, and the total disarmament of police. Stage three is pressure to completely dissolve the U.S. Imperial Police Force. Our fourth demand is self-determination for all oppressed nations within the United States Empire. This includes immediate government aid to communities of oppressed nationalities in the United States, which will include nutritious nutritious food, clean water, and safe housing. The immediate creation of community self-defense leagues within oppressed national regions, creation of citizens' accountability boards over all court appointments, instant recalls in all elections in oppressed national majority areas, and immediate release of all political prisoners in the U.S. empire. Our fifth demand is liberation for all oppressed genders, sexes, and sexualities to include a trans bill of rights, including the right to gender affirmation surgery and hormone therapy, ongoing gender affirmation care, housing assistance for all oppressed genders, sex work fully decriminalized, and all penalties, civil or criminal, to be suspended, all current legislation, including SESTA-FOSTA, to be immediately repealed. The immediate enrollment of all proletarian sex workers into legally recognized unions with the power to establish special courts or tribunals that will have the explicit jurisdiction over those who abuse, expropriate from, or exploit sex workers, as well as those who create and maintain the system of violence that specially targets sex workers to be run by sex workers or agents chosen by the sex workers unions and subject to immediate recall. Free universal child care passage of the ERA, employment protection for all oppressed genders, sexes, and sexualities, including pregnancy leave. Our sixth demand is a workers' bill of rights, universal housing for all working people, universal health care for all working people, including mental health care, dental care, and vision, employment rights, including an increase in minimum wage, including a minimum weekly wage, 
redefinition of contractor employees as full-time employees, protection of all workers' unions, paid pregnancy and medical leave, and guaranteed paid vacation time, universal education for all working people, including childcare for all students with children, nutritious food and water for all working people, and all protections to apply to disabled and elderly people as natural parts of the working class. And lastly, our demand for climate justice, immediate creation of environmental mitigation corps under the control of their communities to begin carbon capture projects and ecosystem restoration, including the restoration of lost habitats and conservation efforts for endangered species, closure of all coal and gas operated power plants, immediate cessation of all U.S. military transport actions, except to transport troops home and dismantle foreign bases, transition to renewable energy sources for all U.S. metropolitan areas at no cost to the public, termination of all business subsidies to environmentally damaging industries, and immediate cessation of all factory farming and transition to sustainable farming practices. These demands, obviously, do not represent the final demands of the RAS, but rather the beginning of the road. And we do not imagine that the government will capitulate to these demands. In fact, though they sound reasonable and eminently sensible, they are specially fashioned to be demands that the government cannot capitulate to without dismantling itself. Therefore, we hold strong to these demands, and we require the U.S. settler state to dismantle itself, else it will stand athwart what is clearly and obviously the best interests of the people. And that is what these demands represent, the best interests of the people, not necessarily under communism, but to begin the road to socialist construction. If any of this resonates with you and you are looking for a party to join, then the RAS is the party for you. Our security culture is very strong. We anticipate that there will come a time when we have attracted the attention of one of the intelligence agencies we have prepared against that day. We have many theorists in the party working day and night to conduct new theory that is fit for the situation in the Imperial Corps. And our goal is to foment class consciousness and eventually to foment the socialist construction inside the heart of the settler empire, which will cause it to collapse. That is the dual power. Now, if you have any interest in those things, you can email us at reclamation.n.survival at protonmail.com. I urge you to use a Proton Mail address to email us because that is the safest way to get in contact with us. Thank you for listening. I hope that you go forth and read the things that you need to read in order to be prepared to practice the practices that you need to. Remember, listening to the plow and stars is not praxis, it is merely study. And study without practice is toothless, while practice without study is aimless. You must unite the two in a single mode, and only then will you truly be a communist. Es geht durch die Welt ein Geflüster. Arbeiter hörst du es nicht? Das sind die Stimmen der Kriegsminister. Arbeiter hörst du sie nicht? Es flüstern die Kohle- und Stahlproduzenten. Es flüstert die chemische Kriegsproduktion. Es flüstert von allen Kontinenten. Mobilmachung gegen die Sowjetunion. Die Gewehre zur Hand, zerschlag die faschistische 
Dann steigt aus den Trümmern der alten Gesellschaft die sozialistische Weltrepublik. Dann steigt aus den Trümmern der alten Gesellschaft die sozialistische Weltrepublik. Arbeiter Horch, sie ziehen ins Feld und schreien für Nation und Rasse. Das ist der Krieg der Herrscher der Welt gegen die Arbeiterklasse. Denn der Angriff gegen die Sowjetunion ist der Stoß ins Herz der Revolution. Und der Krieg, der jetzt durch die Länder geht, ist der Krieg gegen dich, Prolet. Gesellschaft, die sozialistische Weltrepublik. 